1: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat,
2: Sleep, Suplex, Retweets.
0: Hello, I'm back. It's Ryan, party time to Gleish and I'm finally here. I've not been here all season, but I'm here anyway. Finally, I had to be here in the last episode and if you get anyone to blame for that, it's alcohol and talk talk. So fuck you, talk talk. Anyway, here we are talking about the draft scores and I just want to introduce my great panel. There's supposed before be four of us for our season finale. However, Jack and Scott couldn't be bald at the fucking wanking chariots. So, <laughs> we're still here. <laughs> Sensor that if you want, Scott. Um, Join with me. We've got a, a little sub theme going on. I'm going to introduce you with uh, a bit of music. So, David, we'd normally call you the, the the stat man, but you are now the scat man. David, how are we doing?
2: <laughs> oh, for God's sake. <laughs> I mean, if you're, if the delivery of that was as smooth as your uh, consistency of presenting shows, then maybe I'd give you some applause, but you know what, you're here now, so I suppose that counts for something, and it is the uh, the final show of the season, so you, at least you made the effort to show up, unlike a couple of other SDL hosts.
0: Yeah, fair play. Um, one little short question before I move over, uh, David. If you could have any entrance music that isn't shock the system, what would it be?
2: Oh, you motherfucker, you just took
0: away my whole lot.
2: Um, you know what's actually quite good. Um, 2007, Bobby Lashley used a theme called uh, Hell Will Be Calling Your Name, and I, I just thought it had a pretty solid, uh,
0: solid rhythm to it. I would actually choose that. Oh, Good choice, good choice. Anyway, as I said, Jack and Scott are not here, so we've got two special guests. Uh, and, you know, with Jack and less so Scott, you want to... If they're not here, you want to up the game. Uh, uh, some sex appeal to the, the <laughs> draft, so we've invited... The leading race, uh, leader in the race, which is uh, Ross McLeod.
1: Ross, how the are you leading, The leading race? You make me sound like, <laughs> sound like a white supremacist leader. <laughs> <of him. laughs> the, bank. the new nation. Like, I feel like an episode of Seinfeld where uh, George gets confused for a KKK leader. Like, no, no, I'm not him. I'm not him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, very, like, well, and why I'm
2: you- very well. And white? I'm very well. Ross, why are you, sorry, Ryan, why are you using Ross and Snake's appeal in the same sentence when he looks like melted ice cream? Oh, well, all right,
1: Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> the guy, the guy whose hairline goes so far back. <laughs> <laughs> he's <starts> not walking <laughs> in hair that he's, he's <laughs> Oh, God. That's, that's <laughs> the looks the like time melted time. ice cream. That's Come the, the ever guy ever that looks like Angle's account. <laughs> <laughs> The first time I say something nice, but Rose, I, I get slated for it. I know, it was quite catty to you as well on your delivery. Never mind the man, more like the Twatman. <laughs> oh,
2: oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Alright, that's your third shot on me.
0: <laughs> oh, there's more to come, don't
1: worry. Oh. Uh, so,
0: Ross, what would your entrance music be?
1: Oh... I'll go shock the system <laughs> well, fuck you. He's a a no, cat no catty reason whatsoever.
0: <laughs> and uh, not necessarily least of all, but least of all on the table, my good friend Gary, how we doing? <laughs> <laughs> um.
3: it's, it's lovely to be with you guys. I mean, my goodness, this show has really fallen apart since <laughs> David Campbell left. I, I'm not easily offended, but the amount of foul language
1: this morning, boys. Tut, tut, tut. That's I've got an editor. <laughs> okay, I'm not, not, not planning to deliver any of those. And then David, David uh, Hockley clearly woke up on the wrong side of the bed this morning. Ah, uh, well, he got what he deserved, Ross.
3: Melted ice cream?
1: What does that even look like?
2: <laughs> <laughs> Just look at Ross's holiday pictures and you'll find out.
1: Uh, well, I'm, I'm apparently too fat to know what melted ice cream looks like. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
0: uh, so <laughs> Great Banter. <laughs> so Gary, if you could have any interest music, what would you go for? Well, I
3: uh, think you guys all know that my heroes brett the hitman heart. That the the chords that open up his interest music is legendary for me. What a reaction every time. I'd have to go with that.
0: Brilliant answer. Brilliant answer. Anyway, shall we crack on? Yes, Yes. Right. The sooner we can get this season of SDL
3: over with, the (laughs) better. Because it's been a total trade (laughs) wreck. I've hated every minute of
0: it. I want it done. It's not even been here five minutes, folks. Mm -hmm. Is the show done now? (laughs) Unfortunately, (laughs) this is the season finale, so there's a couple of things to cover, Gary, so you better buckle in. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so we're going to go on to the the top three of the week, and we're going to. Uh, Start with third place and 11 points. David, no surprise you at all, Bianca Belia.
2: Queen B, she's been keeping me afloat um, away from the bottom of the table all season long. And, uh, you know, she does it again. A very reliable performer who's now crossed the 300-day threshold as Raw Women's Champion. And with a title defence set at the Rumble against Alexa Bliss, I think, you know, she could just boost me up the table even further. At best, though, I think... She's probably going to give me a, a strong finish, maybe mid-table at best, but it's not enough to get the win, unfortunately.
0: Mm-hmm. Okay, so in second place, we've got Sami Zayn. Ross, um, how do you feel about Sami's performance? You haven't thought this a year ago, would you?
1: No, definitely not. Um, if you told us the guy for, who fought the, the guy from Jackass 4... <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> 20 years after Jackass was popular, we'd go on to have possibly one of the most memorable WrestleMania matches, and then one of the most organically overruns since the likes of Kofi Mania and uh, Daniel Bryan. Then exactly. um, You'd be a bit perplexed, but fair play to Sammy, fair play to everyone involved. It's been a great storyline, and we are now heading into a rumble where people are crying out for him to win it's been quite an incredible year hasn't it and he's a classic example
3: a great example for people of taking what you're given and just making the, the absolute most of it he has just had the most phenomenal phenomenal period probably one of the best periods in his career yeah
0: definitely i agree loving the sammy stuff at the minute absolutely yeah uh but we'll go the first place now Gary, talking of professionalism, I meant to ask Ross this question, but I said the wrong name, didn't I? So, Gary, if, uh, Usos in first place, 17 <laughs> points.
3: I know, well, Ross drafted first this season and grabbed the Usos, if I remember right. I was second and didn't manage to get the Usos because he took them off the board. Otherwise, they would have been my first pick. Just uh, a totally phenomenal period again. The performances that they put in you know, week in, week out, are are just incredible. The, part of, you know, the most, you know, anticipated story, you'll be fabulous to see what happens next. And just when you think with the Usos, all right, this is coming to an end here. You know, there's been a couple of times certainly during this season I thought, well, they're not going to keep the titles now, are they? They're going to switch it and then they just keep, keep churning out victories.
0: Yeah, um, you can't fault Losos at all. Always a great choice. Um, you just have to wonder something It's tag season, you know, uh, tag se- uh, come up in tag season. You have got R- Rumble coming up. You can't really score as well. Can't win a Rumble with Usos. but mm-hmm. it's still great choice regardless. The matches, I don't have oh.
3: the I don't have the stats to hand to see how actually how many matches they've done this season. But the amount of matches they must have had, and the amount of appearances in addition to that Um, because they're always there with Roman you're guaranteed to see them a couple of times, being on both shows as well, so in the build up to the rumble, that's where they do their business for you, isn't it? They get you all those points um, in the build up to the rumble, so I think in some ways Ross took a gamble by taking them first but it looks like it's a gamble that might pay off for him
0: Yeah, well Well, the the, the Uthos have 108 mm -hmm. points I don't know how much of that is wins but very good
2: Allow me, to, allow me to provide the breakdown as the the stats man here. So, Usos oh, are currently sitting at the top of the table with... Uh, yeah, yeah, whatever. Uh, they currently sitting at the top of the table of most appearances, with 42 as a tag team. They are joined uh, with the most wins, with six alongside Seth Rollins, Damien Priest, and Jade Cargill. And they're also sitting at the top of the table with most TV title wins, with five. So, that's got to be the biggest drawing factor for their... Um, for their overall scores, the fact that they've had five successful TV title defences are our top of the table with most appearances and most wins. Uh, so, yeah, it's sort of when you break it down like that, they've definitely had arguably the best performance all season
1: as a team. Well, as Gavin Strachan of ESSR sits over his laptop and he starts, <laughs> can I just ask <laughs> you, know, we, uh, you can't win a Rumble with the Usos, but what happens if both Usos are in the Rumble? And both usos eliminate someone at the same time surely i get elimination points because my I, tag team have eliminated somebody. Would if
2: they eliminate if they eliminate somebody together
1: yeah that's I what i just did like, like yeah yeah <laughs> but if they, if they
2: <laughs> eliminate people individually then yeah i don't yeah. think it, that counts
1: right, i never asked about individually i asked together i understand yeah, yeah. Jay, if Jay eliminated chad gable i wouldn't get points but if yes. Jimmy and Jay eliminated Otis together, surely yeah. I get points. I, I would agree.
2: Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. But what if they got both eliminated at the
1: same time? Well, then, I don't know, David. I would all... If they both get eliminated at the same time, I'd say, yeah, because you're going on both... But. You know, if, say, someone like Braun Strowman runs in and goes in a tear and throws out Jimmy, then throws out Jay, I shouldn't get points deducted because they were eliminated separately. Yep, I'd agree with that. Uh, right. I know for a fact Deuces i not going to be in the Rumble, but it's something I'm going to moan about at Stevens tonight, just to give him an extra headache. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: David, uh, David, if you can do a favour and run through the the table. Uh, unfortunately I've got an ASOS delivery at the door so if you can run through the table we will be back in a minute Ah, <laughs> For God's sake well, You can't get the staff these days, can you? you right. Okay, lie.
2: well I've been saddled with the, the top 10 leaderboard today so unfortunately Gary, you're sitting at the bottom of the table as most likely you will have done for the rest of the season so Team Viscera, 63 points not exactly your best performance but you did score 12 points this week alone so I suppose not all is lost it's certainly better than what Ryan did you know, he and Grant only scoring 6 points this week. I
3: tell you, when Sarah Logan comes out first in the rumble, eliminates everybody and wins the thing, you're all <laughs> going to be looking very foolish. Uh, and then
2: you'll be saying all hail Valhalla. Yeah. But, uh, ninth place, Grant McRobbie won the Funaki on 92 points. Not his best season either, but then again, he's mostly reliant on AEW picks when it's been a predominantly WWE season. It's kind of, uh, kind of expected, but He's still a good twenty nine points ahead of Gary, so he's obviously done something right this season. Uh, then we have yours truly with the West End Country Club in eighth place on ninety nine points nine nine. Just a a strong gust of wind would take me to the three the three figure score in this instance. Uh, number seven, we have Team Goat uh, on one hundred and two points. David Campbell, you know, very very optimistic about the Royal Rumble uh, tonight. With uh, Ray Ripley as his team captain, the firm favourite to win. So, could we see a late resurgence on Team GOAT? Certainly possible. Sixth place, the guy who's fucked off to get his delivery, Ryan Duck with uh, part time with rigorous dancing, 104 points. <laughs> oh, there you are. <laughs> um, yeah, so where was I? Yes, uh, just two points ahead of GOAT. Most likely will probably be overtaken by uh, uh, assuming Ray Ripley has a good Rumble performance. Fifth place, Scott McLeod. Scissor me daddy draft on 119 points. Uh, Pretty much mid-table all season. A few good scoring weeks here and there, but nothing to, to, to really shout about at the end. Fourth place, Stephen Wilson with Papa Trips loves a steak bake. 140 points. Uh, Just above him, Jack Graham, three-time kings of drafting, 141 points. Still maintaining that strong position at the top of the table, but will he fall down after the rumble? Yet to be seen. Only one point separates these two, but what separates Jack and Andy Mitchell second place is only two and a half points because Andy and Ryan's wardrobe is 143 and a half points. So it's basically a a battle for second place between these three uh, with uh, probably the lurking dark horse, or should I say dark goat, uh, lingering at the bottom who's once again very confident about his rumble performance and then of course we have to mention the the guy who's been leading the top of the table all season long Ross McLeod with Hey Diddle Riddle 158 points despite being two participants down for most of the season carried by another juggernaut team in the form of the Usos uh, now Ross obviously you know you haven't had the most successful season with Mandy Rose getting let go and Riddle being off, written off uh, to go to rehab but are you pleased with the the overall juggernaut performance, given the the few hiccups?
1: Yes, because I'm top of the table, um, <laughs> <laughs> Ross. As you look down upon your on your throne upon the peasants below you, are you quite happy? Yes, yes, I am. <laughs> um, yeah, I I took some risks this season, and some of them haven't paid off. My my strategy entirely was get the Usos first and then we go from there. That that was that was sort of it. Um Bron Breaker has not done as much as I wanted. He's he's appeared like once or twice a week and done like two title defenses. So <clears throat> really really not worth worth the second round pick I believe. Uh, Mandy Rose obviously let go you know much you can do about that. Riddle, I'm hoping he shows up in the Royal Rumble and maybe gets two or three eliminations. Um, Bray Wyatt wrestling tonight—that <clears throat> was a gamble as well. That's not paid off, but hopefully it ends the season with a win. And I'm going to be honest with you, Dave. It's been that much of an Uso dominated season. I don't know who my second woman is.
3: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs>
1: let me just my second woman on the team. Your
2: second woman is Nikki Cross. Fuck, oh, well, there you she go. He was
1: your fifth round pick. I, I was torn between her and Roxanne Perez. And I thought, mm. don't pick Roxanne Perez because she's going to be feuding with Mandy Rose. Any points she gets, will just cancel out Mandy Rose's points. And then, of course, that wouldn't have been a problem after Mandy Rose get fired. And yeah, so... <laughs> Aye, here's hoping Nicky Cross can maybe get a few eliminations tonight, but I'm really not holding my breath on that one.
0: Uh, so yeah, thank you. Uh, I must say, David, only got the, I got like 75 of that rattled down, but quite good. Some actual stats from you as well, David. Um, fuck you, Mister Campbell. Mm-hmm. In terms, uh, that's that's the <laughs> scat man doing what he's supposed to be doing. Uh, since I got my good old David to do that, um, I'll quickly go through the Leicester's league. Uh, in which we'll realistically go with the uh, top five quickly. Matt Smith, The Booty Woes, at 195. Fourth, Bertie Wanless. Is it Wanless, David? Yep. Wanless, yep. yeah. Wrestling's coming home. It's the oh. only thing coming home. Uh, it's right. the only thing coming home. But uh, 197. Mm-hmm. Uh, third place, we've got Mike Nunn, Sports Entertainers, in 222.5. And then we've got second place, Tom Brock, the World Cup winners, two hundred thirty nine and a half, and first place Anthony Reynolds' top half team in two hundred forty two and a half. Um, like, so realistically, yeah, are you trying to figure top, out? Are you trying to figure out who's going to benefit
2: the most from the Rumble?
0: Yeah, because um, there's so many teams.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, just looking at the top few, like the uh, the top three teams are actually nothing to howl about, you know, because Anthony Reynolds. Best chance he's got with scoring some points in the Rumble is Kevin Owens winning the Universal Championship, which probably Ooh, won't happen. Gorgeous. And he's also got Bailey in round two. Bailey, because Bailey and Damage Control have just announced their participation in the Rumble. So he could get a few Great points. Choice. Yeah, a few points for Bailey getting eliminations. But one name that's caught my attention, though, is uh, Tam McKay, who's in sixth place at the minute with Bliss Cross on 191 points. Yeah. He currently has Sami Zayn. Well, he's one of only five Listeners League participants to have selected Sami Zayn, and he's furthest to the top of the table. He scored 25 points this week alone, and he has Solo Sokoa as his team captain. Uh, but he also has Alexa Bliss and Karrion Cross on his team. Alexa Bliss most likely might be in the losing end of a Raw mm-hmm. Women's title match at the Rumble. Cross hasn't exactly lit the world on fire either, so uh, unless Sami Zayn really pulls out the bag, I think... I think Tam McKay might be in with a, a dark horse chance of, uh, of winning here. But one thing I should also add, only one person from the Listeners League chose Cody Rhodes, and that was Colin Blackburn. Guess which position he's in. They're the bottom. He's very bottom, only 64 <laughs> points. Like Literally the one guy who's picked somebody who's been shouted as the firm favourite to win the Royal Rumble for so long, he's currently the bottom of the table. I mean,
1: you, you can't make I'll, it these guys, uh, we're, we're doing a lot of talking about Sami Zayn and Cody Rhodes and their potential Royal Rumble uh, participation. With rumours that the Royal Rumble is opening the show tonight, I don't think Sami Zayn is going to be in it. And because Cody Rhodes has been announced ahead of time, I do not think he's going to win it. I'm, I'm going to, I'm putting my neck on the line. Neither Cody Rhodes nor Sami Zayn will win the Royal Rumble tonight. Oh, bold predictions, boss!
3: Dave, of the folk we've just been talking about, there's one former listeners' league winner amongst the top top five there, which is mm-hmm. Matt Smith. Yes, who's he got in his team? Because he's let's uh, see, he, forty seven points off the top of the table, which normally you would think would be too yep. big a gap to, to mm-hmm. make up at this stage. So who's he got? What's his chances of doing so two? much so much like yeah, so much like Ross, uh, his
2: captaincy is with the Usos, they scored him 122 points alone this season. So and then we have he's also got Seth Rollins, Finn Balor, Ooh. Raquel Rodriguez, Santos Escobar, and the Let Go Mandy Rose as well. So he's also been operating on a one person less this whole season. But Raquel Rodriguez has been in Maybe as a an outside bet to win the rumble as well. It could come down to her and Rhea Ripley. But I think, given her size, I reckon she could get a, a few good eliminations in there, even
1: if she might not win. Yeah. Three three participants in the Royal Rumble, <clears throat> and the likes of Balor and Balor with the Judgment Day, and mm-hmm. Seth Rollins is always a prolific Royal Rumble. Uh, I, think, I think
2: I think Santos Escobar is also in the Rumble as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yes,
3: yeah. I mean, he's clearly not going to win, or
1: I think it highly unlikely he will get any eliminations in it. He'll get, we'll get appearance points, at least. Yeah. I think, I honestly think tonight's Rumble winner, if it's not a part-timer, it's going to be, from the main roster, either Seth Rollins or Drew McIntyre. Again, I'm putting it out there. As I said on Central this week, I thought Drew McIntyre was going to win the Rumble. I do not think that Cody or Sammy are going to win it. I just—I think it's—it's it's heading in Alberto Del Rio' too obvious direction, sort of thing.
0: Um, hmm. I would—I'd agree with maybe Seth, but I wouldn't say I don't think Drew's had really a good enough year. It's been a very mid-card mm-hmm. year, although Rhett, Rollins kind has as well, to be honest. So I can take that back, but I'm not sure about Drew.
3: Sadly, Drew has had, a, a. he's been my captain this season, looked like a, in previous seasons he's done well. I think probably statistically this will be one of his worst performances, a sort of win-one-week-lose-next-week-in-a-tag-match type of season for Drew. Um, that, it, it was, I mean, we, we can never tell would they go down. There have been Rumble winners that going into it, we thought, well, so-and-so's going to win it, but we know in the past... That uh, crazy Vince has gone for last minute swerves and obviously he's back in the scenes. He says he's not behind creative at the moment. With um, what influence will he have? I mean, it's going to be fascinating to see because you know the, the theory of or what we've heard is cody has been announced ahead of time because there are other surprises up their sleeves, and at this point we're all speculating who those surprises may may be. But um you know Steve Blackman. Oh return of Hedges. Well we know Tatanka turned down the chance to be in Raw Thirty so he could go and attend his son's uh, wrestling tournament. So we missed the chance of Tatanka in Raw thirty. So maybe Tatanka returns and wins the Royal Rumble. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: Do you remember he just showed up randomly and the uh, Andre the Giant battle royal a few years ago. He didn't yeah. get in. Yeah, that was. He just, he just sort of wandered down there as if, yes, it's completely normal that Tatanka is here. Mm-hmm. And he <laughs> that was uh, your Baron Corbin one. Mm-hmm.
3: Do you remember the year he had? Uh, he came back and he was on SmackDown fairly regularly. I can't remember what the time period was. Uh, it was, was about it 2005.
2: Was... Yeah, he teamed with uh, he teamed with Matt Hardy against Eminem.
3: Yeah, I seen a social yesterday that we had the, the the earthquake SmackDown dark match was sort of being shared about quite freely again. And when you see earthquake during the Attitude Era, it's kind of like oh wow, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. uh, that could have been you know looks weird, but could have been something. And when you see Tatanka it's talking about Raw, <laughs> but anyway, I best say we. We're not here to talk about Tatanka, are we? I, I always get accused of bringing up random conversations on these shows.
1: Honestly,
0: Gary, this is what this show needs. <laughs> 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 Just talk about something that shouldn't be draftable, isn't draftable, and wasn't 20 years ago, or 10 years ago, or whatever. <laughs> Just talk about anybody <laughs> you want, Gary,
1: firing. I tell you... <laughs> if-
3: I tell You're you, always if, sorry
1: when me and Gary do the Tatanka Christmas special this year.
0: Grabbing <laughs> uh, that show.
3: <laughs> if we were doing a draft in the early 90s, David Campbell would have a 100% drafted. <laughs> <laughs> he, the one streak he went on was phenomenal. He was everywhere when he was in the Million Dollar Corporation, when he turned bad after losing to Ludwig Borka. <laughs>
1: Oh Jesus Christ! Oh, you just know David Campbell would have bet his whole team on Tatanka beating Sean Michaels for the Intercontinental Title, and did it just David, had never happened.
3: <laughs> tell you guys, if David Campbell doesn't draft a tanker next week, I'm calling bullshit. He, I, you <laughs> know, he needs to have the courage of his convictions and, and draft a tanker. Well, he, did, he said he said
0: that season he was going to draft into share, never did it. So. Mm. Uh, Shape bag if he doesn't. Uh, yeah, there you, uh, go. There you uh, go, David. And the the tanker <laughs> <laughs> and the tanker are
3: going to team goat. <laughs> oh Right, so <laughs>
2: moving on. Come on, Ryan, get uh, us back on
0: track here. So look at the table going at the rumble tonight. Is it fair to say that yourself, Ross, Andy and the GOAT are the three in the run for the end? Is that what I'm going with? So, we'll look at this week. Ross, you're you're ahead just now. Yes. You don't have too much rumble power, but you're ahead. That's what matters, right? Andy's got Sammy and Cody uh, with Raquel and maybe eleven the women's one. And Goat's got Rhea Ripley, Seth Rollins. So, Mm -hmm. to remind you of the gap...
1: I forgot that David had Seth Rollins, so I'm gonna withdraw my support for Seth Rollins. <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. So yeah,
0: sorry. No, I was gonna say, so Ross, you're ahead of Andy by um fourteen and a half points, and you're ahead of Goat by fifty-six. So goat, GOAT definitely needs rear to win
1: I he... probably <laughs> If he doesn't have a Royal Rumble winner, he's nowhere near it. But, ah. um, yeah, it, it's one of those ones, Royal Rumble will come back to bite me. It's one of those seasons, if you were heading into the last pay-per-view of the season with a 14-point gap, you'd be quite confident, especially as soon as I've got Bray Wyatt wrestling. But I'm going to need Riddle or Braun Breaker to show up in the Royal Rumble. And maybe get a couple of eliminations just to steady the ship. Hopefully the Usos make a fair few appearances and yeah, I'm just <laughs> much like Gary and David during the tag season. I'm holding out hope that uh, during the main event, the Usos accompany <laughs> Roman in the ring just to get that one <laughs> appearance <laughs> point to take it past that arc. <laughs> I was sat next to Gary that night, and when he died for the chair, I died for cover. Just about bit a <laughs> fright of my life. But yeah. oh, but, what a finish, eh? But um, that's what I ducked for. I didn't want him to finish on me. Anyway. But <laughs> <laughs> again. Again. But, again? <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't see myself winning this. I, I joked a couple of weeks ago when. Uh, WWE was up for sale, and it was rumored that the Saudi Arabians were going to buy it. I just said I've enjoyed being top of the table. Can't wait to blame the Saudis when this all goes tits up. So (laughs) I'm going to I'm going to blame unrest in the locker room because of a potential sale for me not winning the title this season.
0: (laughs) Well, it's been an admirable uh, shot, regardless, Ross. Uh,
1: Thank you very much.
0: So, are you so confident? Not confident.
1: Nah, I'm not confident. I don't see Michael winning this. But hey, as long as that as long as that charlatan, that that two bit ray purchase hack Dave Campbell doesn't win this, and the the glorious Andy Mitchell does, then everything's a okay with me.
0: Um one last little thing before we move on. Um Andy this morning realized uh an issue with the rules and that he didn't realise he couldn't change captains anymore. So, uh, if, you, if you didn't that's know,
3: how serious he takes this draft. This is how
0: why he uh, should not
2: win. <laughs> you know, Such disrespect. Rules, he deserves to lose. He deserves to lose for that. You know, he
0: we gave him plenty of words. Say. Uh, so for clarity, um, for a catch to change, you have to do it before Raw of that week. You can't do it any time in the week unless you're doing it for like the following Raw. You can't just go, oh before the rumble I'm changing it to blah blah blah. So Andy didn't change his captaincy from Sami Zayn to Corey Rhodes. Which has caused a bit of an issue, where like, a lot of people think he's messed it up. And a few people think that's the best thing to do. What camper use on I know we've talked about who you think rumble who's gonna win the Rumble and who's not gonna win the Rumble, but is keeping on Sami the best thing to do?
1: I think <coughs> sorry, I think if the rumours are true that Roman and KO are main eventing. Then Sami Zayn will have a part to play in the main event. So there's captaincy points there. <clears throat> I, I've said it already. I don't think he's going to be in the Rumble. Uh, so there's you know there's no points for being eliminated or having to hold your hat on. Sami Zayn doing really well. So I think he might have lucked out here. I think. Sami Zayn will be on the show throughout the night with the Bloodline. Sami Zayn will be involved in the main event with the Bloodline, and we'll know where we're heading with Sami Zayn heading into the Elimination Chamber as of the end of tonight. So, I think he might have lucked out here because I don't know. I just there's something about Cody's thing being announced ahead of time. It just it screams to me not winning. So I yeah, think. I so I th- I think he he's mm. lucked out here.
2: Hey, I, don't know. Getting, uh, I think no no I I to an extent I disagree because I think people I think Triple H and management are sort of more in tune with the fans these days. And I reckon I maybe go out on a limb here, but I reckon they knew or they at least at the very least anticipated a surprise return for Cody Rhodes. And they're basically just confirming it, saying, Yeah, you're right, he is gonna be there. So I reckon it's to avoid any disappointment if he does or doesn't show up. It basically, is just to confirm that, yes, he is going to be there. Will he win, though? Still remains to be seen, but I reckon Brock Lesnar announcing his entrance has also thrown a bit of a, a wrench in the works because, I mean, it's clear he's going to be feuding with Bobby Lashley, but I reckon they'll both eliminate each other in some capacity, and that's what allows the pathway to open for a Cody win. So I think they keep keep swerving as left, right, and center. You know, is it going to be last year's winner, Brock Lesnar? Will it be the one that everyone's anticipating to win? Is it Cody? Or will it be the dark horse in the form of Sami Zayn? Who, by the way, hasn't officially been announced as an entrant yet. So whether or not, you know, he's even in the Rumble or not, it's it's something to be desired. But that's what I reckon is going to cause... The fans to go batshit crazy as if Sami Zayn isn't in the Rumble, a la Daniel Bryan in 2014.
0: Yeah, yeah, uh, that's fair.
2: Um, So, So, yeah, sorry, just sorry, just add to that. Um, Basically, I think Andy should have switched to Cody because it's a much, it's a more guaranteed form of points. But he seems to be taking a gamble on Sami Zayn appearing, which I wouldn't back
3: because of what happened in 2014. I agree with Dave actually in this one. Um, if the men's rumble is opening first, and you think through from a logical perspective, why would Roman allow people to in- has people to enter the rumble? They're not doing a story of like we need to stop. If they were doing that story, which we've seen in the past with Austin, for example, um, or, or when um, all those uh, mercenaries were brought into Salt Lex Luger in nineteen ninety four you know, these guys are going to be entering the Rumble to stop Cody winning it. And then you could, you know, make logic and then, oopsie, Sammy wins. Um, But I think, yeah, I think he probably made a mistake here by not switching. Or something.
0: Fair arguments, guys, fair arguments. Um, We'll have to wait till this evening to see what goes down. But uh, we're going to go into our last segment of this show. And usually for a season finale, you don't just invite the person who's in last place. But, Gary, there's a very special reason why you're here.
3: Yes, so it's decision time, isn't it? As anybody that's followed this draft for for a period of time will know, I've come close to winning this thing a lot. And then I got teamed with David Hockney and I was raging. I was so (laughs) gutted and (laughs) disappointed. But then... Like peanut butter and jelly, it just worked, Dave. And we <laughs> won. Sure and we won this season. And I've been presented now with the option to replace David, which is something I if anybody's ever met David will know I am seriously considering. As <laughs> 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 part of the reason uh. seriously you know, part of the reason for seriously considering it is of course he's not David Campbell. and. Um, and, you know, I've had lots of options all week. People have been getting touched, Even on this very show, Ryan Douglas says he wanted to do me.
0: on oh, so... <laughs> lots of options. Wonderful <laughs> interpretation. I said,
3: that's what
0: you said. Bribery is bribery, right? <laughs>
3: Hey, that's a pretty poor <laughs> offer, mind you. Um, all week, we've had the Festival of Friendship going on. David Hockney's been round at the house every day, dropping presents off. I've got that painting, Hank Hung David, now. <laughs> um, I feel a wee bit like Batista here, looking at my options. Mm. There's 14 people in this draft, 13 potential partners, one of whom's Dave. But then it's full of jobbers like Ryan Gallica, Andy Mitchell, Kwaku, Whoever's going to win this listeners' leagues? <laughs> so I've got my contracts here, and I have a contract that says David <laughs> Campbell. But I'm going to go with David Hockney. I'm a David Hockney guy again.
0: Yes,
3: Two is coming back to retain and defend our
0: championship. Not everything. I'm on right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I will say though, guys, before we. Going his teams that uh, it's not been great ever since your win last season. Like Gary, you've been uh, bottom table for most of the season since, and David even retired. That it was that bad for him. So, <laughs> you know, I wish you the best of luck.
1: <laughs> I think, guys, it's been a case of since you've split up, you haven't been great. But see, together, you are one good drafter and three quarters of a haircut. So good.
3: <laughs> luck, <guys. laughs> See the problem is since we've won it, I've I've had a couple of goals at drafting near, near the top. Actually I'm hopeless drafting near the top. I'm much better towards and also I've been screwed over this fucking snake draft by the way, Jack Graham. <laughs> <laughs> As well. pretty, plenty of time previous seasons, the person got first got top people now. This fucking snake thing comes in and you go first and you've got to wait. Twenty odd shots to get another go. its crap. Um, so I was used to drafting in the bottom and being creative and and uh, solution focused and coming up with weird pairings. And then you go first, and it, oh Jesus, I best pick fucking Drew, and he screwed me over here. <laughs>
1: I mean, you talk I about we weird, much weirder than you and Dave. I mean, you called him peanut butter and jelly, and he's not allergic to peanuts. <laughs> That's <why I'm>
2: jelly, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think you're ready for this jelly come next season.
1: Oh, for God's sake, shut <laughs> up! <laughs> uh, uh-huh.
0: <laughs> I got an allergic reaction to what you just said there.
3: <laughs> This is why oh. I did say,
1: that we went together with KY and Jelly. Oh, for
0: God. <laughs> oh, <Jesus. laughs> okay, you've ruined it now. Oh. So, so with that, we finally have the teams and the order that next season will stand. So, drafting from first will be the the ESSR overlord, Stephen Wilson, with... Oh, and what a surprise. Ch- <laughs> is he going to <laughs> win snake surprise. draft, by any chance? It, sh- it should be snake draft. They're all snake drafts here. Uh, Much to my pleasure, uh, uh, drafting from second will be the Listeners League winner and David Campbell. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Which will be horrible for both sides of that partnership. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Um, And then third will be the men on the mission with yourselves, David and Gary. And apparently, most people have won drafting from the number three spot so i think we're in uh we're in good standing already All Right, well we'll see um speaking of running don't nah, mind and uh, we've got the McLeod brothers and
1: scott and ross yes i i moved to lennox town to get as far away as possible from that man and now i'm <laughs> <laughs> shackled to him no no i i'm very happy we've been discussing we've been discussing team names uh Equally more embarrassing team name, so people need to read it out every week on Saturday Draft Live. But yes, discussing strategy.
0: <laughs> so, uh, drafting for fifth will be Grant, Robbie and Kwaku, which I'm sure Kwaku will be happy to say that he will not be drafting. Grant will do everything. <laughs>
1: so, That'll be five AW picks. <laughs> five AEW picks. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Uh, then it's uh, in second last place will be myself and my air co-host Jack Graham. I, I must say uh, I definitely tried to, uh, I did Can I say it because Jack, Jack spins a wheel right as you'll know and uh, I definitely half jokingly tried to rig it. And I, I used, and Scott and Stephen and, and I don't know who else was there was there to witness. We did not rig it. <laughs> I, happened
1: anyway. I was there. I will. I'll, I'll even defend Stephen Wilson. He didn't even. He didn't spin the wheel. It was Jack Graham. Maybe check Jack Graham's uh, recent transactions
0: and then drafting oh from goodness
3: last imagine place. what that credit card statement would look like goodness <laughs> oh. oh my god
0: <laughs> <laughs> and last but not least uh, drafting from last place will be the uh, the captain charisma Chris Anthony Lopez and Ryan Gallagher uh, now the most important oh. thing is and prayers part, to Chris <laughs> <laughs> I know. Uh, Chris, uh, tuning in for a different time zone and Ryan Gallagher will forget it's happening
1: <laughs> um, <laughs> no, Ryan Gallagher will have some excuse on the day Oh mate, I forgot I had to drive somebody to the airport How do you forget that until the day of? That's genuinely an excuse he gave me one night <laughs>
0: Well There was one one season, um, you get offered more money to do something at work So he <laughs> just did at work He'd
1: rather work the draft with us. That that I accept. And can I just, can I do my Graham Sooners here? And can I just say something here? Uh, I'm quite (laughs) affronted with the fact that, see, every year, the January draft, right? It falls in and around my partner's birthday. So I say to them, guys, I'll do any day, but I'm not doing it on my partner's birthday. Which I don't think is an unreasonable request, considering there's certain people on this podcast who haven't been on a podcast in about two years. I think me not wanting yes. to do a podcast, considering I do it weekly, not wanting to do it on the one day of 365 where I celebrate my partner, I don't think's an unreasonable request. And considering those people on this podcast who are quite clearly scared of their partners, again. <laughs> I don't think <laughs> they're in any position to ask me to draft when, again, it's my partner's birthday, but it seems to fall on that every year. So I have told Scott if he's drafting the team and I'm not there, I will take 100% of the glory and 0% of the blame. <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. <laughs> God,
3: Ross, always about you, isn't
1: it? It is, is. Sitting uh, on the fence as usual, as uh, well. <laughs>
2: Although, let's not forget, Ryan, whoever wins this season, they're going to have to draft last with their partner. So, yes. the order isn't exactly set in stone.
0: Correct. So, uh, as you said, whoever wins will go to bottom. So, I've have, I have instructed Jack, he is not to win this season. He's not allowed. <laughs> Second last is enough. <laughs> I'm not going last. Although, <laughs> somebody else wins, then we maybe go up a wee bit. But, we'll see. Um, I must say, it's been a pleasure of a show guys we're we're over 40 minutes in um it would have been longer if scott was hosting so be thankful um (laughs) i just want to thank my co-host david thanks for coming Uh, thank you uh gorgeous ross thanks very much
1: well thank you very much as i sit here with my brow and my, my eight rolls of slab running down me, you've completely got me through the day. David's made me want to end my day right here.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and thanks very much to the handsome Gary. Oh,
3: pleasure, boys. Pleasure, boys.
0: Uh, you know where to find us, wherever we all the podcast sites, you know where to get us. We're on Twitter, we're on Instagram, we're on Facebook, and I'm finally back. And that's the most important
1: thing. Ryan, that was a terrible outro. Jesus Christ. Let the central host do it. I'm a At sleep, retweet, twit, <laughs> Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, You name it, we're on it. Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet for a massive back catalogue of more charismatic hosts, which can be found iTunes, Anchor, Spotify, and all good Android podcasting sites. I am not your winner, Ross McLeod. I am not your host, Ross McLeod, but I've graced you with my presence today. Thank you, and bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Hi, I'm Scott McLeod. And I'm Grant McGrobbie. We are the hosts of the
0: monthly show on East Leap Suplex Retreat, East meets West.
3: Where we'll bring you all the latest happenings, reviews and big events from New Japan and the land of the Far East.
0: You can remember to check that out on the East Leap Suplex Retreat podcast feed on all good Android podcasts sites like Anchor, Spotify or iTunes now.
3: Sports Social Podcast Network.